For the past week, we've been speaking about this one thing. We've spoken about a lot. We spoke about Paul telling us that for his success, there is one thing that he does. He forgot, forgets all about everything behind him and set his attention on things that are ahead. We also spoke about David who said the thing that he admires most, the one thing in his life was to desire the presence of God. And there he would enjoy the best of God, his beauty and his holiness. And I believe last week we spoke about a blind man that Jesus healed. And when the Pharisees of the people of his days came to him and asked him, who healed you? Or are you healed or what? This man was able to um, give them a response without asking or putting any stress on him. They were trying to make him understand that he has not been healed because he wasn't born blind. And every question that they gave him, he answered them and said a thing to them. You may say all that you know or what that you want, but there is one thing that I know. I was blind and now I see. Maybe next week, God willing, if he gives it to us, we will also talk about a man that also met Jesus and Jesus told him that he has everything, but there is something that he lacks. There is one thing that is, he lacks. This one thing, this one thing has become a subject at least for this whole month. And I want you to not just listen to it, but let us be doers of the word. Get into it and allow these messages to transform us. Today we are going to talk about Jesus Christ. When he happened to be a visitor in Mary and Martha's house. And the Bible says that when Jesus got to the house, he began to teach them. He began to speak. And Jesus all the time, he moves with entourage. He moves with people. And when he got to the place, the Bible says that Martha immediately went to the kitchen and he began, she began to prepare um, something good for the visitors. And Mary also chose another direction and she went to where Jesus was and the people were gathered around him and he was teaching. And the Bible says that Martha became worried. And she came to Jesus and said to the Lord that, Don't you care? Why don't you ask Mary to join me at the kitchen for us to make the meal? And Jesus made a statement in Luke chapter 10 verse 42 or 41. Luke chapter 10, verse 41 and 42. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, and again, Martha, you are worried too much. And you are troubled about many things. Verse 42 says, But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that one thing. That one good thing. 
which will not be taken away from her. Today, I want to talk on the subject, one thing is needed. One thing is needed. One thing is needed. One thing is needed. Meaning that there could be so many things displayed around or before us. But upon all the many things that lies ahead of us, there is one thing that is needed. There is one thing that is needed. I quite remember years ago when I was in school, I did a class called economics. That wasn't my major subject, but it was part of my electives. And there was this thing that I remember upon all the things that they taught us. This was the only thing that got stuck in me and I still hold on to it. Called the scale of preference. And in that, you may have so many things to do. But when you arrange your scales of preference, the best ones always comes to the top. And I know every establishment or every company does the same thing. You don't do all things at the same time. There is one thing that is so important. And that is the thing that you always focus on and you keep adding as you go on. Here Jesus is telling Martha that Martha, not that what you are doing is bad. What you are doing is not bad. But there is one thing that is more needed than the food. Martha was so focused on doing a good thing that she missed out on the needed thing. She was so focused on doing something that was good. She was so worried and troubled about a good thing and she missed the needed thing. There, is, there are good stuff and there are needed stuff. In many cases in life, we are always confronted with choices that we have to make. And so when it comes to all these choices, how do we come about it? There are always things we need to do. There are things that you must do. I believe in being in today. When you woke up, there were so many things that were there for you to do. But you saw the need to come to the presence of God. And that was your one thing. That was what lies on the top of your scale of preference. Here we had a meal that will bring our physical growth. And we had a meal that will help us in our spiritual growth. But the Bible says that Martha was so concerned about the meal that will cause our physical growth. Become strong. And Mary began, began to focus on that which will help her spiritual growth. My question to you today is, what is that one thing in your life that you are focused on? When it comes to choosing between physical stuff and spiritual things. One thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part. One thing is needed. Martha, you worry so much. People of God, many people worry so much. And we let go of the needed thing. There is something that is needed, but the devil will always make it look like it is not that much important. But I can assure you, Jesus said, that one thing that Mary has chosen will be with her all the days of her life. That one thing. It might look not important, but it is an important part. 
and she chose it. Many people worry too much. Sometimes we focus on ourselves and how we can impress others by making our wants look like a need. We always do that. We worry too much. There is a need and there is a want. One thing is needed. Not that there is one thing that she wants. It is a need. It is a need, church. We have to know the differences between a need and a want. Many people make a want a need, whereby it's not a need. As an example, you may need a vehicle to go to work. So you plan to buy a vehicle. But you may not have the resource to buy an expensive vehicle to go to work. That is just a want. You do it within your margin of income. So many people have misplaced their wants and they've made their wants become a need, whereby it is not a need. There is one thing that is needed. If we are able to do this in life, then much of the stress we put on ourselves will not be there. A want is having a desire or a wish to possess. You just want to possess it. It's a wish, I want to possess this. And a need is requiring something because it is essential. So it is some people just want to have it. And others see it as essential. So the question today is the thing that you've made it that one thing in your life. Is it essential or is it something you just want to possess? Praise the Lord. Many people do it because they saw the other person did it. That's it. So they want to do the same thing. One thing is needed. And Mary has chosen it. There are so many things we worry much about in life. Like I said earlier on, that we don't need. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 25 says, Anxiety in the heart of man will cause depression. But a good work makes it glad. When we become so anxious about a want, it will bring depression upon our life. Martha, 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 you worry too much. Martha, you worry too much. People of God, there are some things you are worrying about that is not a need. It is just a want. You just want to impress people. Strangely enough, the people that you want to impress don't even care about what you are doing. Hallelujah. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your thanksgiving and your request be made known unto God. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Anxiety has brought so much depression in people's life and now they are taking medication. Only just be to, for us to impress people. Our wants can distract us from focusing on our needs. What Martha was doing wasn't bad like I said. But at that time, the needed part is the word of God. Another thing we can also look at between this scripture is when it comes to choosing between physical things and spiritual things, what comes in your mind? Where do you 
place your priorities. Heaven and earth will pass away. But God's word will stay forever. Yes, you have the money to build a house. But you don't need to build a mansion that you are not going to live in it for long. Most of your time you are here. About 90% of your days in life you will spend it here in America. And all the money that you have got, you have made a very big, nice looking mansion somewhere. And this gentleman is living in there, enjoying that which you have toiled for. And when you need to, when he needs to pay electricity, they will call you. That the electricity bill just came. That may be a want. But that might be not be a need. Whereby in this country you live in a box. And you do two jobs. And every money that you have goes there. Why can't you think about what you need here? I'm not saying it is not good to get it. It is good. But that shouldn't be something that will stress you all the days of your life. All because you heard your friend is making it. And so you want to do it. Or all because your parents called you and said, listen, you've been there for a long time. Your uncle, your brothers, your friend came and they did that. And what are you doing? No, 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 no. Life is not a race that we compete among ourselves. You must do what is needed. Select what is needed. Not what you want. The want stuff will not help us. Because many a time, the thing that we want, we are not able to get it and it brings so much stress upon the people. Martha, you worry too much. You worry too much. I don't know the Martha that I'm talking to today. Whether the Martha is a man or a, a, a young boy or a girl. But Martha, you worry too much. Don't compete with anybody. Run your own race. Be in your own track. Make sure you achieve what you want. And, and when you get it, enjoy it, uh, 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 live happily. But don't do it because this person did it, so I also want to do it. Why do we worry too much about things that we don't have to? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Verse 25. What you will eat or what you will drink. Nor about your body what you will put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Why do we worry too much? Competition all around. We were going to leave the earth. And so when we plan something, let us think about the spiritual life. Which Mary took. And Jesus said, that one thing that she took will be with her forever. Let us think about our spiritual being. Let us think about the spiritual food. Let us think about how we can relate to God. David said, one thing I desire is to be in the presence of the Lord. What is that thing you desire? When people are given the opportunity to choose between God and other stuff. They will take the other stuff. The, 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 uh, um, the things of the world. They will take it. 
The secular things are so much important to the so-called people that goes to church. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. Nor about your body, what you will put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. And he went on to say that like, look at the birds of the air. They don't neither sow nor reap. And he kept saying all these things. But Jesus went on and said in verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. That should be our priority. That should be our number one thing. Let the kingdom of God be our focus. Let that be that needed thing in our life. When you wake up in the morning, let the kingdom of God be a focus. Something that you look to. Don't don't just place it somewhere. But let our life be connected to the kingdom of God. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things that we think of, the Lord will add them to us. Rather than seeking the kingdom, we seek the other things. And we let go of the kingdom. Matter, matter, matter. You worry too much. You are worrying. I'm not even hungry, matter. There is one thing that is most needed and your sister Mary has taken it and that thing will stay with her for a long time. Praise the Lord. I come to challenge you ladies and gentlemen that there are many things on the table of life that we need to select from. And the question is what are you choosing regarding your spiritual being? We've let go of our spiritual life that it has become so weak. People have to be begged to serve God. And yet they call themselves children of God. People have to be pulled into church. Because in these days there is corona. Corona has become an excuse to many people when it comes to coming to serve God. Praise Jesus. One thing is needed. And that one thing, Mary has taken it. Martha, you worry too much. You know, the Bible said something that when the days of Jesus coming draws close, the love of many will wax cold. And more also, technology will advance. And because technology is advancing, it is destroying the love and the connection of many people when it comes to fellowship. Because today you can turn on on your phone and you will see Praise Palace. You can fellowship at home. You turn on your computer, you see Praise Palace, you can fellowship. You, you, you are on your, in your car, you can listen to what is going on. And so even if I don't come, I'm okay. This morning, uh, we were speaking to a lady that promised to come to church. That lady promised to come to church. She wasn't, she's not a member of the church, but she promised to come to church. And when we called the lady and we reminded her that, listen, you told us that you are coming to church today. And the lady said, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, church is in my home. I, I will stay home and have church. And the thing is, this lady is also someone That is going to get married very soon in a church. Are you listening to me? She is getting married 
very soon in a particular church somewhere. But when it is time for her to go to church, she says that church is in my home. I'm waiting to find this pastor and to let the pastor know that when the wedding day comes, the pastor should tell the lady that the wedding should be in her home. Praise the Lord. I don't know why people find it so difficult to come and sit in the presence of God. They see it as time-wasting. But one thing is needed. That one thing is getting connected to God. You can bear with me when you stay home and you are watching this program on, on, on your phone and on your computer. It is not the same as when you come in. This thing was set for people that cannot actually make it. Not when you can do all things and laziness has kept you in bed. Praise the Lord. I'm not a football fan. I don't watch soccer. I don't, I, I'm not a fan of sports. But I can tell you, the people that go to the stadiums to watch those games, these games are still on the TV. But just to enjoy it most, the shouting and the, and the things that goes on, they, they, they go to the stadium. I was told, uh, from I don't know whether it was my sister that told me, uh, uh, Green Bay Parkers, their supporters, some of their support in the cold weather, they would go and sit behind the stadium. They won't go into the stadium. They will park their cars behind the stadium in the cold weather. And they have their bottles of beer and all other things. They have gathered there watching the game at the stadium on their TV behind the stadium. Why? Because so that when the people shout in the stadium, they can get the same effect behind the stadium. It is not the equal. In the presence of God, when we are gathered like this, it's not the same when you sit behind your phone or your computer. Even now that I'm talking, someone is watching me and probably is dozing off. One thing is needed and Mary has taken it. Please let us quicken ourselves. Let us put our life together. Let us ensure that we are, we, we are getting much of God. You know, when God came to Solomon that night, and God asked Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3, Solomon, what do you want me to do for you? That was an open question. If it were to be you, what would you say to God? Ah, oh God, you have made me confused. Lord, you've made me confused. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Then the Lord, I'm giving you five minutes. Uh, oh, Lord, uh, you've made me confused. I don't even know. Yeah, Lord, Lord uh, uh, and you get confused. You don't even know what. But the Bible says that when the Lord asked Solomon, what do you want me straight away? He knew what he needed. That wasn't a want, but that was a need. That one thing that he needed was understanding heart to be able to judge the people. First Kings chapter 3 verse 9. An understanding heart to be able to judge the people. Therefore give to your servant an understanding heart to judge this great people of yours. Praise the Lord. Uh, this question, I don't know how you would answer it from God. God himself. 
Imagine in your dream, all of a sudden in your home, like a bang, 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 the Holy Ghost, God came by himself, physically, standing before you. Hey, Martha, I don't know who. Okay, let me use somebody's name. Jedidiah, uh, 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 uh. what do you want me to do for you? I don't know what you're going to tell God. You'll be confused. Personally, I'll be confused too. Because maybe at that time, you, you were not that prepared. But because before these things happened, something took place. Before that happened, Solomon had worshipped God so much. With substances and gosh, he had gone, done so much for God. And somehow I believe he was expecting something from God. So his heart was ready. He had already prepared himself for a one thing. And God said to him, Solomon... Because you've asked these things, I will give you more than you have asked. Church, there are many things that we need. But one thing is needed. Paul prayed for the Philippian church. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. And my God shall supply all your needs. According to his riches in glory. Paul knew that there was a want for the church. But his prayer for them is that God will supply their need. So it wasn't their want. I don't know what is a need in your heart. But today my prayer for you also. Is that may God who loves us. And has made us his children. May God supply your need. Not your want. May God supply your need. May God supply your need. That thing that you so much is you are so much in need of. That thing, may God supply it not according to how much you have, but according to his riches in glory. Praise the Lord. One thing is needed. And Mary has taken it. I pray that your eyes will be open to see this, your one thing. That spiritual thing, that thing that will transform you. If you are able to take hold of that one thing, your life will turn around. May God honor you. May God bless you. May your need be met by him. I pray that you will be surprised as your need is placed before you. May this week that you are about to enter into be another week of grace, mercies, and favor. I pray that God will lift you up and plant your feet on a higher ground. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you for today. We honor you for today. We give you all glory for what you have done for us. We pray and ask that please touch our needs. Supply our needs. And give us that testimony that we need to share with your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.